Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Perth FitFam Podcast, where you get to hear from the best thought leaders and change makers from across the Perth fitness scene. In episode 42, we catch up with Kane Hayes, who recently qualified as an individual for the Masters CrossFit Games. I'm lucky enough to know Kane for quite a while. I've seen his journey, and when asked about people who inspire me, he's definitely one that comes up a lot. He's got a great story. We're going to take you through that through this episode, so make sure you listen through, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Well, I can also let you guys now know that Perth Fit Fam is going to be an official broadcast partner of the 2019 Reebok CrossFit Games, which means that you're going to be able to tune in through our social media and watch the games live and the replays through the Perth Fit Fam Facebook page. We're going to be commentating. It's going to be an awesome event. So make sure to tune in. And the Perfect Fan Podcast is brought to you by True Protein. True is unafraid to cut through the noise of an oversaturated market and break the mold to deliver authentic, all-natural products with genuine health benefits and none of the fake stuff. True have bucked the trend for expensive, overhyped, bad-tasting protein powders packed with false promises to reinvent the marketplace and create a 100% natural, delicious, or quality protein with no gimmicks, nothing artificial, and a completely transparent ingredient list. You can pick up True Protein online at trueprotein.com.au. And if you use the code PERFECTFAN10, you'll get an extra 10% discount off your order. And if you want to grab it from here in Perth, we have 120 retailers or more. So if you want to find one close to you, just shoot me a message. That is trueprotein.com.au using the code PERFECTFAN10. That's it. I hope you guys enjoy the podcast. Here's Kane Hayes. Classic Woodle. Oi, so we were like outside and you can hear him yelling from outside when he oh, come yeah. in, hey? Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, when I, I started CrossFit and um, I've been doing it for about a month and they really needed someone to judge and um, uh, like they just said in the group, hey, can anyone go judge this comp? I'd only been doing CrossFit for a month, but because I'm, I'm like real eager, I'm just like, oh yeah, 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 that's all right, I'll do it. I went there not really knowing the standards or the rules or anything <laughs> and... All I remember was judging all day and learning how hard it was to count and how pissed off athletes get. And then I was judging Quinn and it must have been one of Quinn's first comps as well because I started no repping her for not opening up on the power cleans. And looking back, if they probably were reps. And Woodle just started yelling at me from the sideline. <laughs> uh, the, you know what the best thing is? I've got a photo of it. Oh, no. Two's over the fence, like, giving you this big... <laughs> <laughs> On maybe that, it was two on that camera. Yes, I've got I've got the photo of that exact moment. I'm maybe it was two that was yelling at me, and then Ryan said something I'm later. I'm sending like, it to you tonight. I've got the exact photo. He's like, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Please do because it <laughs> definitely would have been two. And he's like, he's like a pretty scary guy, and um, like not when you not when you know him, but when he's yelling at you and you're new to CrossFit, is pretty scary. So all I remember is I was just shitting myself. Like, am I gonna get bashed in the car park or something? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Um, Kate Haynes, I think it's number 42. Podcast number four. I'm going to say podcast number 42. I'm going to commit. I'm going to stick to it. Um, so, Kane is just about to... You're, you're heading off tomorrow to the CrossFit Games. Tomorrow night, 11.55. 11.55. Ooh, late flight. That's probably good for time, though. Yeah, I get in at 2 o'clock, so that works out pretty good in, in the other end, not this end, though. Yeah, um, so 2 p.m. LAX. No, nah, I fly into, I fly from here to Sydney, Sydney to LA, 
LA to Minnesota. Oh, okay. So you go straight over that side. Yeah. And then time to rest up and get some recovery. Absolutely. I've actually got friends of ours in Minnesota. They've got us tickets to the Red Sox and Yankees. So oh, no way. In a corporate It doesn't box. get any bigger than that, hey? No, it's the biggest game of the year. Yeah. So I'll land at 2 o'clock, 5.30 the game starts. So I'll be wrecked, but we'll go straight there. Oh, dude, that's so good. You know, that's how I, that's, that's how I came to Perth. I was a baseballer. Really? Yeah, true story. I grew up playing baseball ever since I was like little and um, came go. over for the Nationals one year. I grew up in Canberra. And then I don't know if you've ever been to Canberra. But Canberra's not, it's a, it's it's a pretty city, but yeah, it's cold, it's small. And I just remember coming to Perth and seeing the beaches for the first time in the city. And I, was, and I just remember thinking, man, I'm going to live here. And then, yeah, sure enough, I think about five years later, I just told my folks I'm moving to Perth and jumped on a plane and that was it. Now, perfect fam. I was very much the same. I come across here, saw the beaches and was like, I ain't ever going home. <laughs> What's up? Where were you from originally? So I grew up in Ballarat, which is about an hour and a half out of Melbourne. Okay. Uh, country Victoria. So grew up there. I went up to Darwin to play footy in yep. 99. And then I was only going to go for six months. Went up there, had a ball. Um, then I got recruited from Darwin to come play for East Perth over here. Yep. So I come across in 2000 and here I am. Um, that's what I, well, that's pretty much what I wanted to start in. We'll go back to the CrossFit stuff in a, in a second. But tell us about your footy journey because I didn't know that you were from over east. I knew that you played footy over here in the Waffle, but I didn't realise that um, you were from over east. Yeah, so I started, I started playing, like in obviously, Country Victoria. I played for North Ballarat. Then I went and played. I had a bad run with injuries. Yeah. And the, the Northern Territory, the NT season, runs on the opposite. Okay. So it runs during... The, w- the winter, the summer. Okay, yeah. So they have the opposite because the wet season. So I got this phone call and um, I was going through a heap of stuff at home and you know, I'd been injured and I'd come back and I'd played the finals only and we won the grand final. Yep. And so I'd played about six games in about two years. Yeah. And I was struggling. Oh, but around that. And I got this phone call and they said, they rang my dad. This is before mobile phones. <laughs> <laughs> And um, you can say that because you're a master's athlete, okay? Yeah. And I got this phone call and he's like, oh, I saw you play on the weekend. I want you, I coach um, the Waratahs up in Darwin. I want you to come and play. And I was like, you're joking, mate. No chance. <laughs> and just sort of left it at that. And then my dad was like, yeah, why don't you go? Like, you're not, you're just sitting here. You, you know, you, you got your head down. You're moping around. Just go. And he goes, go up there for six months. So I was like... Give me the phone. So I rang him back and I said, I'll go on one condition. And he goes, what's that? And I said, I'll leave tomorrow. Yep. And he's like, uh, yep, no worries. I'll sort it out for you. So Why so urgent? I, I was just, I'm one of them people that was like, if I'm going to do something, I'm all in. Let's go. So I was like, I just wanted to get out of there. I thought, if I'm going to do it. So I packed a bag. I'd never been on an airplane. And I flew up to, we flew to Darwin. I remember landing in Darwin. And I was like, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it was really fun. I had a good time there, and then I played for Darwin in the in the representative game that year up there, and then got recruited to come over here. Yeah, and that was two thousand. How old were you in two thousand? Uh, I was twenty twenty. Yeah, so I turned. So I was I was in Darwin when I was nineteen. Turned twenty when I when I came across to here. And what was your experience like in Perth when you first came over? Have you been here before? No. So like I said, I'd never been on a plane. I'd never left country Victoria. Yeah, I was just a, a country kid that had just sort of stayed at home and. Um, yeah, like a big trip was to go to the beach and see, <laughs> see Geelong Beach, which is about an hour away from Ballarat. That was, that was a big trip. So, so yeah, I went up to Darwin. And then I, when we come over across to here, the footy, the club, they recruited us across. And um, I remember that we stayed. We, I got a bike. We had my push bike got sent down with me. 
had a backpack and a push bike and not much money and and uh, I said, Where, where's a good place to go? And this guy, the, the recruiting manager goes, go to Scarborough, it's the best. And so yep. we got on our bike, we rode down to Scarborough. I remember my bike got stolen and we were down the beach and I was like, I was just that happy. I was like, this is the best place. I'm not going anywhere. Don't worry about the bike. I'm, I've found home. So Awesome. That was the end of that. I sort of didn't, I, I literally didn't go home for two years. So yep. I was going to leave for six months. I never went home for two years and, and um, the rest of it sort of. Are your folks still over there now? Yeah, yep. So my, yeah, my, all, all my family's still there. Okay. Sort of come across. Yeah, same situation. Except you've got a family here as well. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah when did so, all that come about? Tell us about that. So, yeah, so I, I played, like, obviously, with East Perth. I left East Perth, went to Subiaco. And I played in the Waffle for 10 years or 12, 11 years, I think it was. Yep. And then, That's um, a big stint, isn't it? It was a big stint. Yeah. It's funny because, you know, you, you know, I spent my whole footy career. I went from the young guy to the middle age to the old guy of football. And then you sort of think that sport's finished and done. And then and then I, you know, I had a bit of a limbo period, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a minute. And then then I found CrossFit. But, yeah. But prior to that, so, yeah, I met my wife. Well, she wasn't my wife, but I've sort of <laughs> met Lana. And... Um, and we we were friends for a while, and then she went off travelling around Europe, and then and then she come back, and then I went off and come back, and then when we finally got back, I was I remember getting back, and I was a bit depressed. I was like, oh, I'm coming back. I don't want to end my trip. And I landed in Perth, turned my phone on. There was a message from her, and I was like, yes, things are looking up. And <laughs> then, so we started dating then, and and um, yeah, we we ended up going travelling ourselves for a year. I took a year off footy, and we went travelling that year, and then. She got pregnant when we were away and we got married and had our two boys, Xavier awesome. and Zane. So. Nice. Yeah. So tell us about your footy career because 10, 10, 11 years, that's a, that's a pretty long stint. So what made you stop? Like, did you just retire because or did you have an injury? No, so I, I had plenty of injuries along the way. Like like everyone in football, I guess it's one of those sports that yeah, you just, if you've played long enough, you'll have a list of injuries. I can guarantee it. Um, no, I just I, I played at East Perth, won a premiership there, went across to Subi and ended up we won I won four there. So Whoa. so we ended up yeah, like at the end of my career we'd had my first son, um I'd started a new business, you know, and and the life sort of catches up I guess. You put so much time into into football, you're there all you know, training all the time. Um, you know. And then I just I had the kids, I had my son and then the business. It just it was just time. I'd, I'd, I'd got enough out of football. I felt like I'd achieved a lot. Um, yeah. I was real. I was really messed up in in a body sense. Like my knees were shot. I was in a bad way. Like I just. I, I went. I couldn't play without painkillers. Yeah. I was in constant pain. Um, you know, and it, I had to weigh it up. And it, at that point, I sort of thought that yeah, it was a good time to court. So. Yeah, and then after playing for so long, and there would have been so much good experiences, especially you know winning five premierships, you know in the waffle, I'm sure there would have been highs. So what was it like for you when you stopped? Because you would have been so active your whole life. Yeah, like that. That was when I really, um, I guess it's I fell into, and it's probably something that it's been brought up a little bit more recently than what it had ten years ago. Yeah, and, and but you know I fell into a hole where. From my whole life, like my you know, well, my teen life and then adult life, I'd always had you go to training, you train, you're told what to do, you're told what to eat, and then you finish training, you got one night a week you can get on a drink, 
you drink and you get as drunk as possible and then you get back to the same thing. And then all of a sudden when I finish football, you know, like football gives you all these amazing highs and, and there's lows, don't get me wrong, but there was so much of the of the highs and then all of a sudden you chewed up and spat out the other side and there's it's all gone. Yeah. And you're sort of like I did. Per, I speak for myself. I felt like I lost a lot of identity. I was a footballer, you know. That was. I wasn't an AFL footballer, but I was still a footballer, and that was my identity. Everyone who knew me knew me as a footballer, and and it was gone. And I was sort of like, I I started to drink more. I got depression, um, and you know, looking back now, I, I was in a really bad way. Like I did, I did get to a point where I was suicidal. Um, yeah. Not. Not in a case of every day, but I did have a few times have some thoughts and stuff like that. And yeah, I started drinking and become an alcoholic, really. So How much... Like, escalated really quickly. How, so. Out of curiosity, just for, just for my own curiosity, like, like how much how much, how much, much do you eventually drink? Like when you, when you realize, <laughs> hey, this is not an issue. I mean, sorry, this is an issue. Yeah. Um, like, so, like I said before, like we... I only ever learned, and this is what I put it back to, and I can only speak for myself, but I only ever learned how to drink, and it was one way, and it was you go out and you get annihilated, or you get up tomorrow, and you get get on with it and get back to trading. Yeah. And then when I finished, I never learned how to socially drink. I yeah. never learned how to go out to somebody's house, have a barbecue, have a beer, and then go home and be two or three beers, and that was it. So because I never socially learned how to do it, I um, I just drank the same way. So when footy finished and I didn't have to answer anybody, I'd start drinking six, you know, five or six, and then I'd have a few more. And then I started, I, I, I got to a point where I was a closet drinker. Like I'd, uh, if I was drinking with you and say if we were you know, going to have a beer, I'd drink five or six before I even got to see you. Yep. Then we'd have our five or six. And yep. I was always the guy that would push you to, oh, let's drink a little bit. Let's have another one, Brendo. Come on, Brendo, let's do it. And then when we finished, I'd go home and drink more. And no one really knew the, the amount that I was drinking, except for myself, really. And so to answer your question, I probably got to a point where I was drinking at least a minimum on a school nights, 12 to 14, and then, yeah, up to a carton a day on the weekends. It's 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 so true, like, because um, in one thing which I, like, really wanted to have this conversation is because I have experience the same. And the way that I explained it to people was, yeah, I wouldn't really ever drink in public. Yeah. But if I did, um, it would always be at home, like you say, like a closet drinker. Yeah. Um, and the same thing as you, I'd never had a healthy relationship with it. Like, like I learned how to drink by binge drinking. So I didn't understand the concept of, oh, you're just going to have a glass of wine. And, <laughs> the, and I always said that if I went to the shop, if I wanted to try and be normal, and uh, drink like other people when I went to the shop and I got a bottle of wine with the intention of having a glass, I guarantee you that I would drink the whole thing. Yeah. You know, and then possibly some more as well. Um, and there was always like the, I guess that, the binging and the sense of regret or shame afterwards yeah. as well, which then what you're talking about with, then you start to spiral into circles of depression and then you only just mask it by like drinking as well. So it's a dark hole. It is, yeah. yeah. It's massive. It's massive. And so, for, for, like, how long did that go on for from when you started? So, Stop footy. It didn't, like, it wasn't an overnight sweet thing. You know, like, I sort of started to drink more and, and then, you know, I had the pressures of starting a business. And then, obviously, what I was saying about, you know, sort of being spat at the back end of football and 
and so I don't really know how quickly it happened. I remember I drank a lot, but as it as it went, it happened over a three or four year period, yeah. probably a four year period, and it just got worse. And then I I sort of thought, oh no, I'll pull it back in, and I'd stop, and then I'd start again, and then I'd you know and. I'd just go through the same process. It was just a, it was never ending. Like I'd, I'd cut back, or I wouldn't drink. I'm not going to drink tonight. And then I just got to a point where I, I, I couldn't not drink. I was yeah. drinking. I mean, it, it, once it come three o'clock or something, I was like needing to have a beer. And it's sad. I look back now and I think, you know, like, um, you know, how did I get to that point? And and what was I like? What was I doing? Like, I, and yeah, I could. I still. It's a funny story. Like I. I I've still got the last beer I brought in my fridge. Oh no way! It's sitting just in sitting there, there, sitting there, yeah, unopened. Yeah. So I I remember buying the la- a carton and I was drinking it and and uh, and we'll talk about it a little bit later. But I remember having I I had this I took a beer to bed and I I remember waking up in the morning and I was like, what am I doing? What am I becoming? Do you know? Like, and um and I was like. So you've got to sort this out and there was one beer and I thought I'm going to throw it all out you know you've seen the movies where they pour it all down the sink I've done it <laughs> yeah. I've been there well I was like no I'm going to leave that thing and I leave it leave it right in front of me yeah and uh, and it's still sitting there it's a Corona sitting on the top shelf of my fridge there you go that's pretty crazy <laughs> yeah but like I, I actually I actually never I never just so everyone knows, I haven't drank yet, so I'm coming up to five years. Fourteenth of August is five years. So, but the I actually never said to myself, "I'm not going to drink." Okay, I'm going to stop drinking. It's just I just went right. That's it. And I, I always think like you know, when people say, oh, "I'm going to quit smoking," or "I'm going to do this," "I'm going to do that," and then they don't do it, and then their word doesn't really. To me, like yes. your, word, your word doesn't really mean. It. So I've never. I've always said. There will be probably a day I'll drink again, and I don't know when, but it will be only when I can fully control it. But whether it ever happens or doesn't happen. I remember you know, when we were in the team, I told the guys if we qualified for the games, I'd have a beer at the games. We got there, we qualified. They cracked me a beer and I held it and I couldn't drink it. I was just like, uh, I can't do it. So maybe there will be a day when I can or, or I want to, but at this stage, yeah, it's not Yeah, it's like no sense. I got, I got a question. You said that you had like your identity was a football player. When you were drinking... Did you identify yourself as a drinker or did you identify yourself still as a fit- fitness football player, like a fit individual? No, fitness, I, I was gone. Like okay. I, I, I honestly just thought, and like I said, dear, when you come to, you know, when you get to 30 and you're playing football, like especially at a high level, you become known as the old guy. Like you've been around forever and, for, you know, 31, 32 and, you know, around 33, you, you your shelf life's almost done. Yeah. And so I'd sort of, I lost that identity. I didn't know what I was. I yep. was this new dad, and I, I was like, "What do I like?" I, I loved sport. I loved it, but I, and I lost it all. And I was like, "What? What do I do?" And I went and tried to play in the country, which was it was fun. I had a great time playing the country, but it was just another. It was a, you know, it was a dirty band aid, really. Like it yeah. was just, I'd go down there, play, get drunk, and you know, that was all it really was. But. And even then, like, I was still going through the same things like with my body and everything else. So, yeah. So then how long till you started CrossFit? So I started, I've been doing CrossFit for five years. So I ended up getting talked into playing a game of footy for South Mandra. Yes. And I was working, this young kid was working with me and he's like, come down and play, play a game. And I was like, 
And he, he talked it up how good he was. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll come down. I'll play. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. He goes, come and play in the resis. And I was like, all right. So I go down there. And then the coach of the seniors was like, he knew who I was. He's like, you're playing the seniors. I'm like, no, I'm not. No, no way. And I played. And I was disgusting. I remember running like the ball was out in the wing. I thought, I got this. And I could feel my guts bouncing up and down when I was trying <laughs> to chase it. And... I hardly even touched the ball, and I just remember walking off, and I said, Alana, my wife, goes, oh, you were okay, and I was like, <laughs> I was thanks, like, babe, no, you didn't watch, I was ridiculous, and that was on Anzac Day five years ago, and I was like, that's it, I'm getting myself into shape, Yep. and I, I, I didn't know what I was going to do, and I remember a couple of days later, there was a CrossFit gym in Mandra, um, CrossFit Mandra, which yep. just goes down, and, but yeah, I, I joined up there, and and was useless. I couldn't squat. I couldn't do anything. But I was pretty stubborn and super competitive. And I was like, yeah, like my knees were so bad. I couldn't get past parallel. And yeah, it was it was horrible. But I sort of just, I, I loved it. I loved the, the I don't know, the camaraderie. You know, the, everyone getting around you. Yeah. I was usually the last one finishing the workout. So it was good to <laughs> No be. chance. I was. I was useless. I was really bad. I was... um. I was okay with some of the things, and I got—I actually got into shape pretty quickly. Like it, yep. I did start to lose. I was still drinking then. Okay. Um, but it—it—it it, it pulled me back in the sense that you know, like I was—I was not drinking. Ah, actually, I was. I was drinking just as much. But yeah, I was just training my way through it. Yep. But yeah, so I—I I started to lose a bit of weight, and then all of a sudden, like my knees started feeling better. Uh, I started getting. You know, stronger and I was thinking maybe I maybe I'm not done and then yeah I remember like whinging to my wife I was like we're going to a comp we went and watched a comp and there was all these young guys and they were just dominating and I was like oh I wish I found this sport when I was young oh <laughs> I wish this was I would have been so good if I was if it was around when I was in my prime and she looked at me and she goes if you want to be good just shut up and just train as hard as they do and I was like Okay. That's solid that's advice, stuck, hey? That's stuck with me, that. That is some of the best advice anyone's ever given me. It was from my wife that that uh, just looked at me and was like, if you want to be good, just train just as hard as they do. That's actually yeah. really good advice. You know what? Yeah. Um, it could, was cold. <laughs> you would have been about 35 at that time, right? Yeah. So yeah, I yeah. was 20, I might have been 28, 27, 28 when I first found CrossFit. And I, you know, I was, at that age, I still thought the same thing. Because I was like, oh man, imagine if I found this in my early 20s and then, yeah, yeah. you know, imagine if I didn't waste, you know, five years or more of my life just partying and like not focusing on fitness. Like I think no matter what, as soon as someone experiences it and it's so much fun and you start learning new skills and, you know, you're doing muscle ups, you're walking on your hands, like when you get to that level yeah. and it's like the sense of, I think you would have found it too that sense of competition that you hadn't had for years, That's all of a sudden you me. get it. Yeah. That got me. I remember going in there and, you know, the whiteboard and you write your names up on the whiteboard and and just getting owned by people and you're like, uh, you know, I'm a very competitive person. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't even let my kids beat me. And, um, <laughs> but I would like, I would and I'd be like, how is that dude beating me? And then, How's that guy outlifting me? How's that girl outlifting me? And then yep. and that's that was what I loved about it. Like it was, you know, just being able to to constantly push yourself to try and find new levels. And do you think that finding CrossFit had an effect on you to want to stop drinking, or was it just a personal thing? Like it was just someone that you didn't want to be. Um, no, it definitely had an effect. 
it was it was a personal thing. Like I, I got to a point where you know I knew um, I knew it was I had to make a change. Mm. Um, it, you know, alcoholism has ran in my family for forever and a day, and and um, it's not something that I wanted to pass on. Yeah. And I don't think it needs to be passed on. Just because you've witnessed it doesn't mean it needs to be, you know, generic or anything like that. So, um, yeah, I, I sort of got to a point where I was, I, the, my main, well, my only reason was for my family. Like I, I knew if I kept going the way I was, I wouldn't, my, my marriage wouldn't have lasted. Yeah. And I would have lost my kids and then, you know, wh- what would I have been come? And then, so, you know, for my marriage and my children was the was the 100% reason. But CrossFit gave me the outlet. You yeah. Know, like I, I needed to go and find something to release myself. I was trying to release myself with alcohol and then, you know, you have your stresses and whatever else. But I found cr- CrossFit was where I went and I put myself through whatever, if I wanted to release, you know, whatever stress or whatever else, that was where I went and did it. And, yeah. And I'm sure everyone does the same. But Oh, man, that's a great stress relief. So, you're at CrossFit Mandra. How long until you came to Injustice? Because that must have been a pivotal point into, I guess, your next journey. Yeah, definitely. So, I was, um, was that Mandra? I don't really know the exact time. I think it would have been maybe... 10 months probably okay had you competed or anything by that I, stage? I did one comp i did the three versus three yes um the one up in june up up on the tennis courts up there or the netball i courts. was there that was my first competition yeah that was mine as well and yeah then, it was so, in october and it was yeah probably five years ago yeah would have been yep yeah so that was i did that one um i was useless had an absolute ball um i gotta yeah. ask before we keep going what division were you in rx ah oh, i was yeah. an intermediate I thought we might have competed against each other. No, I was in the RX. See, you were good. You were better than me. I wasn't good. <laughs> I wasn't good. I remember they said, like, you got this handstand walk. Remember the handstand walk? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I did a wheelbarrow pretty much because I just ran and just, like, and I was like, how can any normal human that hasn't come from the circus <laughs> walk on their hands? <laughs> but no, it was really good. I, and I was hooked. From that moment, I was all in. I wanted the lot. I was like, "What? When's the next comp? How do I find out? When do I do it?" That was, I was, yeah. So that that was, I did that one. Ryan next, won that comp. Yeah, he, Ryan, he wins all of them though. Yeah, he was. It was Ryan and Jem. So for those listening, Jem's nah, my coach. Nah, no, nah, that wasn't that one. Oh, wasn't it? That was the one after. Uh, one before, before okay. that one. Gotcha. I do remember that because we gave him a bit of stick because he left us. I was at Injustice then. And he left ah, us and jumped on with Jeb. Went on the super team. You can go back to Jeb now. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> I just, yeah, Jeb was my coach. And I just remember seeing... Well, he, he's my coach now. He wasn't my coach then. And if anyone has seen Jem and Ryan in person, they are beasts. Ryan is actually the reason why I started CrossFit because I saw him at an expo. By that stage, I'd kind of, I came from the bodybuilding space. I learned about Rich Fronian because I thought CrossFit was just for endurance athletes that lift bad, like, you know, typical yeah, yeah. bodybuilder mentality. And then I went to the expo and I saw Ryan competing and it was this dude who was jacked with his beard doing muscle-ups and cool stuff. And I just remember thinking, I can do that. Yeah. And then that was my that was my moment to go to my first CrossFit gym. True story. Anyway, two jacked individuals. Let's continue. <laughs> yeah, so then I went. I don't know what comp it was actually. I think it was the All Star one, the one that Rob Fort ran. Or was uh, that the Uni? I wasn't there. Yeah. No. Anyway, it was like it was. I think it was an affiliate one. Yeah. Or something like that. So I went to that with. We had a team from Mandarin and. Um, 
I think it was teams of four, and you went through the day one, and then you got put into intermediate or RX yes. after day one. And um, I remember going to that, and then I saw Injustice were there, mm. and Ryan and Two and Quinn and Ernie, and they, I think they came second or third, and I was like, they they just looked really cool. Like they were super tight, and they were having a ball. They were just having fun, but they were good. And I was like, wow, they're just down the road from me. And um, and so I sort of, I gave, the, and they, they were hitting these massive numbers. I couldn't lift to save myself. <laughs> so I rang Ryan up on the Monday after the comp, and I rang and just said, hi, how you going? I live down the road. Um, is there any chance I could come down and just do some ollie lifting? So I stayed at Mandra for CrossFit. Yes. was my plan. And then I was just going to go to Ryan and do some ollie lifting. And I went down there and... Um, Started off with the Somali lifting, and then after probably two or three weeks, I was like, "This is where I want to be." And oh, so, when you know, you know. Yeah, so then I went full time, like come down and, and join Ryan's gym, and and pretty much been here just as much as the barbells ever since. <laughs> so at that point in time, like you said that you you know you weren't good at lifting, you were still reasonably new, so you probably would have been yeah, about twelve yeah. months in at that stage. I don't even reckon it would have been that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like, still really new, but you're back into fitness. You've made some lifestyle changes. Before coming to Injustice or, or the moment that you came to Injustice, what vision did you have in your mind of where you could take it? I, I just wanted to get better. I didn't really, like it wasn't, I never one, like never ever did I think at that point, hey, I'm going to go to the games on the team or I'm going to make it to regionals on the team or go to the games as an individual. Never, I don't think that. I, I just really wanted to get, like I was seeing a lot of progression like I was getting better and then and I, you know when you see the improvement in yourself and you just get hooked on it it's like yeah. anything if you see improvement in your life in anything you just get hooked and you chase it like it, it can be anything at all and so I was seeing that and I was you know and then I was I was seeing I was getting in a better mood I got off medication I was like you know this is good and just as I, just when I started at Ryan's I think I'd been there for about two or three weeks and then I went to one of our footy reunions and that was the last time I drank. I was like, yep. I made a fool of myself and I was like, that's it. One of the, the premiership reunions and I was like, that's it. So the, these guys have never actually seen me drink. And then so I was like, that's it. I'm going to just put, I need to put a focus. If I'm not going to drink and I thought, you know, this is a great place. They, these guys, I was like, they're right. They come here every day. Oh, they, they love just, it. They train this hard. And I was like, this is this is it. Yeah, I'm just going to be here all the time. So I've I I went to regionals with you guys. I think it was the year that you 16? qualified for the games. Yeah, I, I was staying. No, Seventeen. We did you? I think you came two years with us. Yeah, I think I did. I've been yeah. there four years. So one of the years I was staying with the team. I know two was there, so it would have been the year before. I think. Yeah, it was sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Four years. Yeah, that's right. Um. And. We we all went out afterwards together. No, you were definitely there. I remember because Chu offered you a drink and said, come on, man, have one drink. And you just went, nah. I remember. He still remember. offers them to me. Eh? Yeah, I, I remember this clearly. Yeah, and we all went out and made fools of ourselves. Um, so the team was so tight. Yeah. Like everyone sat down. They all had really nice, like like literally went around the circle to say something that they really appreciated about each other. And I just remember thinking, man, I've never seen like a group of people who aren't family like so tight like this. Yeah. And yeah. that was what I, uh, as soon as I come to Injustice, that was the thing. It was uh, I, I'd found somewhere where I could go and have my my one hour or my two hours a day and 
and then you know that that moment of like I remember just getting better and better, and then they the team the first time Injustice qualified was 2015 mm-hmm. for regionals, and I didn't make it that year, but I was around the mark, and I remember thinking, well. You know, if I if I can improve as much as I did in the last year, maybe I might be able to make the team the next year. And and um, and then we I did scrape into it that year, mm-hmm. which is 2016, and we just missed out by a couple of points. On you were one spot off because yeah. Ryan was where I went is Ryan individual. individual. Yeah, yeah, I was there that year. Yeah, and then yeah, that hurt. That was that was probably the point when I thought I got I thought to myself. We only just missed out. It was like by one point, wasn't it? It was one point. And yeah. I remember thinking to myself, oh, you know, I've got a lot of improvement. I think all of us have got a lot of improvement. If we can go back and and a lot of things have got to line up, you know, for a team. But I, I remember going back and we all sort of started coming in early in the mornings, coming back in the afternoon and we put a lot of work in and then, yeah, 2017 worked out pretty good for us did it second place second made place. it to the games yeah that was cool so. got your first game experience that was probably the, when you, to answer your question from before that was probably the first time that I sort of thought you know I reckon we can I, I reckon I could go like on and do something with it so. that's pretty crazy and even seeing from an outside point of view because I've got to observe your journey and around that time seeing your improvements as an athlete was like insane like craziness rapid and like your, your physique like se- seeing the change to your physique and like how lean you got and like how much muscle you were carrying um yeah it was really crazy so it must have been a massive confidence boost as well especially going to the games but even prior to that like there must have it must have been such a big trigger yeah it, like it, it, it was like i saw like i saw the same thing like i did change rapidly mm. but like i i to me, it wasn't like everyone else was like, wow, well, you've changed. Because I'd become overweight, you know. Yeah. And then I was, I was a, sh- a sh- I wasn't a shadow of what I was when I played footy. So, yeah. To me, like, I still, although I was an overweight alcoholic, I still thought of myself as an athlete, you know. Like, I was yes. like, oh, I can move. Like, what's, well, I can't know. Just because I've got all this padding on me. So, you know, like, I always believed that I could improve rapidly. Like, I, I, I remember doing a comp and then, or doing a lot of them and then, and being like, oh yeah, that guy beat me, but I know I'm going to improve a lot quicker. And if I go and do this, and then so it was, <laughs> there's Ryan looking through there. Classic, so like it was classic, um, classic little. <laughs> so like I I did have a lot of rapid Im- improvement, but I sort of believed in myself that I was going to. And I, I guess, like training with these guys, they constantly, constantly you i'd get flogged at training so you're constantly trying to get better it was yeah. like i wasn't i was never the big fish in the small pond i was always the small fish in there if you know what i mean so that's important for your development as well absolutely yeah. massive i think it's the biggest part you yeah know, if you you have to always be getting pushed yeah, yeah. i think I'm, I'm very lucky like going back to legion is that i'm very lucky that i'm around quality same same absolutely. as same as injustice yeah around quality athletes all the time and so your perception of what of what is good is so different. It gets knocked down the very much so. <laughs> and then when you go into a different environment, yeah, and your fitness level is like quite good. It's like oh no, compared to average, like I'm actually like you know, well for good. me, this you're much good. better than me. You're a yeah. games athlete, multiple games athlete, but it's still like yeah, that same that same sense. Um, um, I, I got to ask this because Shell wanted to know what did you do to your nutrition to change because your physique did change. Um. Is did you take it more serious? Like, what did you like? What did you do? 
Mm, I, I I don't really remember at the start. Like I started eating a lot cleaner. Like I ate pretty good anyway. Mm-hmm. I've nutrition's been one thing that I've never really put my finger on, except for this this um, campaign I've put in to to go to the games. This is the first time I've ever really. I've never eaten bad. Like I've always eaten good. I won't really drink soft drink and things like that. And mm-hmm. so I guess I just cleaned up and probably ate clean. And then probably got a lot more information from it. From which is funny because I played you know state level footy for all those years and didn't <laughs> really know anything about nutrition. Very like, basic. Yeah. Yeah. Like like I remember our our football nutrition. You just eat as much carbs as you can on <laughs> Friday night, <laughs> and then you just load it up, and then on on the morning. Have a bag of snakes and we'll be into it. That was like, <laughs> that was. That's horrible advice. It is. It, that was, I did that for my whole career. But yeah. So I guess once I started CrossFit, you start learning about paleo and all these different diets and take what you want. But yeah, I, I just pretty much ate lean meat and vegetables. That's what I like. So it's more like a mental shift to your training as opposed to like any nutrition stages at that, cha- at, at that yeah. stage. Like I, I just went back to this being pretty much what I was brought up on just meat and veg and yep. water and that was and that's pretty much just all the I basics know. yeah um, so by this stage 2017 you qualified for the games you've gone through alcoholism you've completely transformed your physique what was it like? it it was a big it was awesome like it was for me, like I'd got off you know medication uh, I'd by then, I'd, it was two or three years of I'd kicked uh, alcohol, you know, like I'd stopped any cravings. It was, you know, I was like, I'm owning it. That's, that's yep. nothing to me now. Yeah, it was good. It was amazing to qualify and to qualify with the team. And and um, I think I was saying to you before we went on air, I was like, it was a stressful time for me though. Like the leading up, I pulled my hamstring 30 days out. We didn't really tell anyone because it was the, we didn't tell anyone because it was the fact that if I didn't go, the team didn't go. So yeah, there's a lot of stress yeah. on the back of that. I had a seven centimeter tear in, in my hamstring 30 days out and yeah, luckily got back. But the experience of being out there, like you're, at one stage you thought your career in sport was over. Yeah. And now you're at the biggest stage in the world of CrossFit in your mid 30s. Taught no, and late 30s. Yeah, late 30s then, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was awesome. I remember this slight mm. walk. I, I I still do now. Like, I pinch myself and think, dude, I can't believe we competed there. Like, it was yeah. awesome. And then, you know, like, because it happened quickly. Like, I went from, you know, like, this local comps and then all of a sudden uh, I was like, wow, we made regionals. And then I'm on the regionals team. And then Big I was step. like, holy wreck, we nearly made, we nearly qualified for the games. And I, then then I had the belief that we could. Like, when we nearly did it, and then the next year when we did it, yeah, it was awesome. Um, yeah, man, that would have been such a such an unreal experience. Like, just to go from what you did to then stand on the bigger stage and like actually get to live that, that's cool. And then last year, uh, the team didn't go as the same team to regional. So you guys didn't go to the games last year. So what was your mindset? Did you have your eye? Because you would have known that because you're, you're going into the 40 to 44 category, yeah? Yeah. In Masters. So you would have known that you would have been coming up to that. Was it was it in your mind that you had what it took to be able to qualify as an individual? Um uh, it was yeah I thought I did believe in myself um, that we could that I could I I think I come like 40th in the in the 30s not last year the year before and that's and, a tough division and I, I I did all of the I did all the workouts around our team training like I didn't focus on it at all 
And then last year I did, I, I was like, when Ryan qualified, I tried to have a have a go at it, but I had a really bad year. I, yep. I lost my cousin uh, in a workplace accident, super close friends, two friends had cancer, and had a really bad um, business decisions happen, and, and it was just a bad year. And yeah. I, 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 even people say that um, if your mind isn't right, you're, like, you're not in it. And I trained super hard, but it was just... My mind wasn't there. Like I, yeah. when it hurt, it was just there was always a reason to to back off. You know, and I look back now at that moment, I didn't know that. So then, when Ryan went and uh, last year, and I was like, I was like, because oh, you know, when we were there as a team, I remember saying to Ryan, "I'm coming back here." And he's <laughs> like, "Yep, so am I." And then yeah, so I was, I, I, like, I knew I was ticking over to forty, and I said to him at the start of the season when he got back, I said, "I want to have a crack at." Yeah, this year I'm 40, and I said to him that you know, I really want to have a crack, and I'd love to go there. You know, him, both of us go there. It didn't quite work out that way this year, but he's going to be there as a coach, and he is going over. Yeah, he's coming across oh, as a coach, which awesome. is going to be an awesome experience to be able to share that. You know, because he's obviously my coach, but he's one of my best mates as well. So yeah, it's like we said before, man, you guys are so tight. It's such a good crew. Yeah. Oh yeah, we are. It's good. So what was the what did what did it feel like when you knew that you'd qualified? Um. It was awesome, man. Like it was no, actually, it was horrible. It was stressful, <laughs> man. So I don't know like, if you know the background of it. So I obviously they went down to ten, and I thought, Ooh, yeah, they've that's really cut make down the divisions. I, I, yeah. I remember like when they dropped it to ten, and I was like top ten, and I sort of like moped around for about an hour. I was like, oh, I don't know. And then I was like, well, if I had have been top twenty, I would have been aiming for top ten anyway. So what? what's the difference you know let's just knuckle down and see what happens and then so i ended up 19th after the open yep and i was like right i, I got some work that needs to be done you know so i went all like I, I sort of doubled my training load went all in and and i ended up 10th and then so you got to put your scores in yes and and then obviously you had to have them in by nine o'clock same as the open and then so my scores sitting there and i'm in I was in sixth, I was in fifth, I was in sixth, I was in seventh, and I'm like, oh, and Ryan's ringing me every hour, and I'm like, man, just stop ringing me. <laughs> and I went eighth, ninth, tenth, and I sat there, and I was like, for a day, and I was like, this, I think I've done it, you know, like, I was like, I think, I think I've qualified for the CrossFit Games as an individual, and, uh, and then, so Ryan has a bit of a look, and it's like, oh yeah, well, we've got until two days to verify the scores. Now, okay. when it's the open, you can understand there's like a thousand people. There's only like 200 of us. Yeah. Put it in. So this score sat there. My score sat there in, I was in ninth, I think, ninth or tenth for a day and a half. And then my, I wake up in the morning, I check and I'm equal tenth. But on the back end of equal tenth because the guy who I was equal tenth with had an event win. And I was, so I was oh. out. And I'm like, oh, you're joking. You're kidding me. And it was hot. so I was like, "You've got to be kidding me!" You would have been so deflated. I was shattered, and I was yeah. like, "This, this isn't fair." Like, yeah, I'd rather be twenty spots out opposed to like equal. Yes, no one wants to be the tenth equalest person, do they? No. <laughs> so, like, I, I, for two weeks, I pretty much sat there at that. Like, I was equal tenth. Yeah. Everyone's asking me how'd you go, and I was like, "Yeah." I didn't even want to say it anymore. I was like, "Yeah, no good." And they did the video <laughs> reviews. So they asked for the videos and one guy, he got omitted. I don't know what he'd done, but he uh, obviously 
his standards must have been that bad they took him out. Yes. So I jumped up to 10th. Yep. And then the guy who I was equal 10th with got a couple of no reps. Yeah. And because we were equal scores, I jumped him, so I moved into ninth. So Wicked. the experience was absolutely stressful. It was like, <laughs> it just dragged on and on and on. And it was like, it wasn't something like, if you had said to me before, what do you reckon it would be like to qualify as an individual? I would have been like, oh, to be the best, I'll be yes. But it wasn't. It was, it was the total opposite. It was that- stressful. And it just dragged on. <laughs> but you've done it. You go into you go into the CrossFit Games as an individual athlete. Yeah, yeah. Um, so looking back now, everything that you went through from sport, um, you know, to overcoming alcoholism through that period, to finding CrossFit, to now being at the games, like, do you ever stop to, like, like what do you think about yourself? Um, do you ever stop to like think about your journey? Yeah, I have. Like, I I have stopped, and you know, it's like I think I said it the other day on on something on on social media, but you know, like making the CrossFit Games is amazing, and yeah. that that's like the oh, you made the games, but that's that's an achievement. But the journey is where the fulfillment is. You know, like looking back at all the things I've overcome and all the things, how much I've made myself better as a person, as a as a dad, as a human, as a role model to some people. You know, all of those things, that's where the fulfillment is. And that's, you know, that that to me is better than, like, you know, going to the games, that isn't going to change me yeah. at all as a person. But all those other things have changed me as a person. If you, do you know what I mean? A hundred percent. Yeah. So. It's a really good answer. Yeah. It's a really, really good answer. Um, a couple more things. Before we go, how did you juggle all of this? Because I know that people always have an excuse. How do you juggle all of this with a family? Um, I've got an amazing wife. Yep. That's very um, that's very considerate and allows me to chase my dreams and understands the person I am. Yeah. So she's she's gone through the footy days, gone through the days when I was you know an alcoholic and and now gone through these days and she's uh, she's knows which what kind of person I am and what I need to do. So an amazing wife is first. Yeah. Um and and just find like I I've just I get up at four four thirty in the morning. Quarter past four my alarm you, goes man. off. Yeah. Yep. So like uh, yeah, if you you can have an excuse but yeah I, I get up early, we come in and train, come back in the afternoon. If I've got to work late afterwards I'll work late. I just yeah, I've just locked on and haven't made excuses. I've factored them into part of my daily routine and and that's that's what it is. Just committed. Yeah. And for someone who's in a similar situation, they're either going through something or they've got a family and they have those excuses. Like, what's your advice? Like, I find your story extremely inspirational, and I'm 34 now. And I wrote this in a post. I tagged you and I tagged Ryan. And someone asked me who inspires me. I think they asked about Rich Fronin first. Do I like Rich, Rich Fronin? Everyone likes Rich Fronin. Yeah. And who inspires me? And I said locally that you and Ryan were probably the two that I look at. And I think, because I went through my early 30s, like what we said, saying, um, oh, I wish I discovered this sooner because if I yeah, yeah. if I did this in my 20s, I'd, I'd be pretty good. I'd be rich. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and um, then I say you guys... Um, doing like just getting better and better and whenever you hit a pb it always just makes me think oh man i can still get better yeah and 
people are starting to see that now in my life where I do get to do all the cool yeah, stuff. Yeah, doing some cool stuff. Yeah, 100-kilometer yeah, races, and, and I do stuff that I never would have done. And I always think, man, I'm, I'm only getting better. Like My goal is I want to be fitter when I'm 40 than what I am now. Yeah. Um, and seeing you guys, I think that's achievable. So what's your advice to people tuning in or looking in to be able to make a change in their life? Um, find your why, really. Like, yeah, you can t- like, you can, you can get like a, a goal will get you out of bed, but your why, like, do, you can get out of bed and get to the gym, or, but if you don't have a goal, like a proper goal, and find out why, why you want to achieve it, like, is it just because you want to say you got up into a podium? Well, that isn't, that ain't gonna last. There's <laughs> not a lot long. of substance it's to it. It's not gonna last for long, is it? You know, it'll burn out pretty quickly, and yeah, find a why, like, wh- why do you want? Do you want to inspire people? Do you want to show your kids? Like, one of the things that you know, my why is that I want my kids to be able to look back and go, my dad was badass. You know, yeah. like he, he worked his ring off and, you know, and show them that anything is possible if you're willing to put in the work. And I, I say that to my kids all the time. And they're one of my biggest whys. Like I, I've seen like on the other side, if I don't have a passion and a goal and, and, and a why, like what happened to me? Like I escalated super quick and got into a place that was dark and was was a road that wasn't going to, you know, like wasn't, I, I'd... I wasn't going to say it, but like the the main reason why I stopped was my mum got so bad that she tried to commit suicide from alcoholism, and I was like, it was probably a point where my mum thought that that you know a few beers a night or you know is okay, and then and escalate, then five's okay, and six is okay, and then ten's okay, and then she got to a point where she was not even leaving her room, you know? yeah, and and she tried to commit suicide, and that, that's that was what I was like, I'm not gonna this is stopping right here like I'm not going to pass this on you know and she's doing amazing now which yeah. is amazing in itself awesome. but but you know that was I just didn't want to have to pass it on and that's my why like I found a why I want to be awesome for my kids I want them to look at me as an athlete as a good dad as a hard-working person that that abides to good you know good ethics and good morals you know and then so that's what gets me going a long answer. Find a why. <laughs> find a why that that you want to keep pushing and keep getting better, and that'll keep you going during the cold winter months. And yeah, yeah. And you've got through them, Kane. Thanks for being on, man. Thanks for sharing the journey, dude. That was awesome. Good luck, CrossFit Games, the first of August till the fourth of August. Yep. Check it out. Good luck, brother. Brenda will be uh, hosting. I will be. I'll be commentating. <laughs> Tune in. <laughs> That is it for episode 42 of the Perth Fit Fan Podcast with CrossFit Games athlete Kane Hayes. I really hope you enjoyed his inspiring story. He's someone that I really look up to coming into my middle 30s now and just seeing the awesome things that he's continuing to do just really inspires me to get better. And just through his story, it just goes to show it doesn't matter where you are in life, you can always make a decision to make a change and who knows where you'll end up. So thank you, Kane, for being so honest for being on the podcast best of luck for the crossfit games and if you guys enjoyed that podcast and please jump on itunes give us a five-star review i'd love to hear your comments if you do take a screenshot on instagram make sure to tag us in we'd love to share it out and we are pretty much a week out of the 2019 crossfit games so jump on facebook watch the event we're going to be commentating it's going to be a whole bunch of fun and that is all And as always, stay tuned for more of the Perth Fitness scene to come.